Before we get into this major episode of Cheap Heat, which includes a major announcement and a lot of information you need in your life, I need to tell you about my friend's podcast. Yes, my friend, Katie Nolan, has a podcast called Sports. The podcast is smashing. It's, it's hugely popular. It's filled with Katie's random thoughts on everything related and adjacent to the world of sports, plus uh, interviews, special guests, and just Katie's general charm that everyone needs. The only thing I question is, why haven't I been a guest on sports yet? Hmm. Anyways, we'll figure it out. Either way, if you love podcasts, you love Cheap Heat, and you love ESPN Pods in general, check out Sports with Katie Nolan. Now, it's time for Cheap Heat. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. Today is the beginning of the shoot era of Cheapy. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves. Screw it. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line. Every single week. I know, I know. I love wrestling. So damn it, I am not giving up the podcast. Hell no, I'm doubling down and going the other way. Oh my goodness. it, bring it on. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. And maybe, maybe more appropriate today. Welcome to the what? Yeah, yeah. Today is the end of an arrow. I came up with that title for the podcast a few days ago. (laughs) Today, it has been announced that starting Sunday, finally... The mage one has returned to the WWE. Thank you, Mr. Come on, you, you can clap it up out there in the GP universe. It's the day we've been waiting for. It's. Do you know how long it's been since I last appeared on WWE television? Was it? It's over a year. The pay per view. I don't remember which pay per view was. I think it was like what? what what's the pay per view in September? I don't remember. I don't um, know. uh, not in the bank. I didn't know way out. No, it was because they changed them too often. It was it was Cyber Sunday. It wasn't Great Balls of Fire. No, whatever it was, it was September 2018. SGG, October, November, December, January, February, March. It has been over a year and a half. That I've been gone from WWE. And uh, starting Sunday, I will be back on every pay-per-view. You will see me every Whoa. pay-per-view. Every month. And it still remains to be seen what other, what other things there will be, but... Um, yeah, because... Do, do you have the press release up? Can we? Oh, pull it up. You, oh, this, is, is this your news? Am I getting into this your is, outside the ring news? This is the... Listen, this is the biggest... <laughs> piece of of news stop yourself that i think <laughs> we will ever report on the cheap heat excellent excellent question 
Thank you, Dan Maloney. Mr. Dan Maloney. I'm the new Dan Maloney of WWE. This is for for immediate release. Oh, yeah. That's how you know it's big. From WWE. That's how you know it's big. It's immediate release. Peter Rosenberg returns to WWE. WWE Today announced that popular radio personality Peter Rosenberg oh, yeah, sure. will join the company as an analyst for its monthly pay-per-view kickoff shows beginning this Sunday, March 8th, at the Elimination Chamber. Come around. I see. Uh-huh. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, home of, S- of the SGG. That's right. I, by the way, I've heard you're going to be in attendance. I will be in attendance. We're definitely going to discuss that. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to be in attendance. Okay. okay. In this new role, Rosenberg will serve as a special correspondent for various WWE Network shows and upcoming specials. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds that sounds that sounds like more than kickoff shows. Oh my god! Oh my god! They have a quote. They have a quote from. Wait, they have a quote from the major one. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh this is. I'm glad you're reading this. By the way, Greg is not lying. This is an actual press release. <laughs> this is. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. To quote Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 12, "Working with the WWE is the boyhood dream come true." That's right. Said Rosenberg. Sorry, SGG. I know. I know. No, it's all right. It's okay. It's okay. I am beyond thrilled. To rejoin the WWE universe and get and damn it, P, we 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 are happy to have you back. It actually goes on beyond that. That version I posted, that's the shortened version. Oh my, there's, there's a, another two paragraphs. There's an extended. Release? Oh yeah, it keeps going. Because you know what? I mean, that's enough though. I think we've given they, them enough. They, they need to know though. You know, Hot ninety seven co-host Ebro in the morning. Uh, it's uh, all there. Uh, NBA correspondent. Uh, um. The Michael K. Show on on ESPN. Let me see. Here it is. International. Uh, it goes on. DJ, it says music personality. It goes on to say. Um, no, it's one more paragraph. I think. Peter brings his expertise and insight to sports fans daily uh, as a co-host of ESPN's uh, ESPN New York's Michael K. Show, which he has helped propel to the number one afternoon drive radio show in New York. In addition, he is frequently. He is frequently featured on ESPN's national broadcast, most recently providing color commentary at the NBA Celebrity All-Star Game. He also can be heard every weekday morning co-hosting Ebro in the Morning on Hot 97, anchoring one of New York's most iconic and revered media brands. I mean, beautiful. So, yes, I mean, to make a long story short, um, I'm very excited. This has been a work in progress for a while, um, and I've been really excited to share it with you guys, and I can already say... You know, in advance, um, thank you because I know you guys are going to be excited and supportive. Now, um, and let me not blow past that. I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for how supportive you guys have been. Because, as you know, in the time initially when it looked like they weren't having me back, I was not pleased and I was not happy. I was bummed out, and it's what eventually led to the shoot era. And today's episode is called "The End of an Arrow" because you can't reasonably still call it the shoot arrow with me working for the company. However, I'm going to give everyone a really uh, an important bit of information about the shoot era. And by everyone, he means everyone including me. I don't think I, I don't think I got this. No, I haven't I, I mentioned this to Dip yesterday. It's just an idea, it's just a thought. Cause I was like, "Oh, you know, some people are going to start coming for me. Oh, the the shoot era is over." But like, let's be realistic. Go back through the shoot era and see how much of it was actually filled with like talking trash about people or quote unquote shooting on people. At least from Rosenberg. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. And SGD can do what he's going to do. <laughs> but that wasn't really for me what the shoot era be- was about was, um, a rejuvenated passion for the podcast. That's what's made the, because in the months leading up to the shoot era, the, the six months or five months leading up to it, whatever it was, it was just not a good time for the podcast. So. The truth is, the shoot era is less about quote unquote shooting on people and more about being passionate. And frankly, with the, with the deal I have with WWE now and, and how much I'm going to be doing and how long I'm going to be, I, I think I have a new level of comfort that I'm excited about. So I think you're going to get even more podcasts, more stuff when I'm on the road, more guests. Like I think I'm just going to dig in more than ever before as opposed to caring less about the podcast. So to me, well, we need to come up with a new, you know, I, I came up with some pretty funny names. Okay. The safe era. <laughs> yeah, because listen, man. The sellout era. The safe era. Whatever era we decide it is now. <laughs> is this is this the buy-in? Because you didn't sell out. You bought in. That's <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't sell out. I bought in. Uh, I, but I'm, I am really excited and um, excited to be back at it on Sunday. And, you know, frankly, excited to be at it in a time in which we're seeing the challenges that exist. Like, this isn't... I'm not jumping on board at a time when, like, everything is squeaky clean and smooth. There's a new competition in town, yep. as we're going to talk about today, because uh, AEW had a big week, frankly. So there's so – I get excited. And listen, let's be realistic. I'm a team player. So over time now, now that I am uh, back with WWE, yeah, I'm sure my bias will unfold in front of our eyes, obviously. I'm, I, am go, I am now, as of this day – as of this day, Friday, March 6, 2020, I am rooting for WWE to win. That's it. <laughs> so, yeah. so that, that, that let's all be let's, let's all be clear. Let's all be honest. In the words of the host of the Michael K show, Michael K, I'm rooting for me. That's right. As he often Welcome says home. It. Welcome home. So yes, uh, I will be rooting one way, but that doesn't mean I'm going to ignore what's happening because I love the wrestling business overall. And with the exception of Cody's new neck tattoo, I love everything happening at AEW. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Amber called Cody and was like it's like Cody called Amber and was like hold my beer. Wait, yeah. no, the other way around. Yeah, that's what, no. Yeah, it would be Cody saying to Amber, hold my beer, because my lord. Anyways, super excited and um, I always appreciate hearing from you guys. Rosenbergbeats at gmail dot com and to everyone who's smiling and they feel like they sort of are back because I'm back. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, well, and I, I get it. I definitely feel like I'm back because you're back because I mean. Well, that's because you are back now. Yeah, your first, <laughs> <laughs> your first order of business was elimination chamber tickets. Yeah, I got I, SGG. <laughs> boom, tickets. You're in the building. On. Come on, does it get better than that? Does it get better? Now, than I've, that? I've I've talked to the person who's responsible for getting you in. I'm told that this is going to be a major situation. You'll be taken care of. You'll be treated like the royalty you're you're supposed to be. Uh, at least I'll I'll even take royalty of Jace. Royalty? No, no. Well, that that's what you are. Yeah, that'd be you're, you're royalty of Jace. <laughs> honest. Um. So, anyways, uh, SGG. Yes. As we get through this big, huge news to start the show, what is happening outside the ring besides this? Well, see, honestly, that was the biggest news, and I could not wait to share uh, that news. Most of the news, otherwise, comes from inside the ring. I mean, AEW. You know, how, how about this for a bit of outside the ring news slash inside the ring news? Okay. You know, I'm just going to have to go ahead and admit that AEW put on an, a, a top-level pay-per-view and followed it up with a, with a great show on Wednesday. Is that – are these words coming from SGG? These words are coming from me. Oh, my gosh. Dare I say – Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I, and I got to agree. I was uh, by far the best pay per view they've done. By far, out of like three. No, well they did all in, all out, full gear, full gear. The weird one that was um, oh those like the fight for the fallen, and fight all for all the things. fallen. Yeah, Do we, should we count those? Hey, I think this is the fifth one. All right, if it if it counts, it counts. But yeah, Revolution. I think it's the fifth one, and and this was the best one. Wow. So. Um, Orange Cassidy and Pac. Oh, that was uh, I, so. So we got our question answered. Orange Cassidy can go. He can. He absolutely can. He can. Uh, by the way, dude, him doing the kip up with his hands in his pockets—that's not as easy as he makes it look. I that blew my mind. That was him doing that whole little stretch with his hands in his pockets. Was yeah. incredible. That match was really fun. Orange Cassidy and Pac is fun. Yeah, this mean, dangerous, awful guy and this just beloved dude yeah. going back and forth in a way where obviously all the advantages go to Pac, but like you do believe at some point Orange Cassidy could win. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Um, that match, five stars. No, five stars. And and this is why I'm. You're giving them five SGG pieces of chicken. I'm giving him five pieces of chicken. I like a delicious chicken. I like a delicious and chicken. I'll, I'll tell I like you why. a delicious chicken. I like a delicious chicken. I like a delicious chicken. Five, five, and you know, wow. As fans, you know, I feel like the five star match is reserved for. First of all, if you're under twenty minutes, you automatically disqualified, and then like, 
if there's even like a little bit of comedy involved in it, it's automatically disqualified. And these are coming from the same fans, myself included, who want wrestling to be treated like an art form. And there's various forms of art. Every five-star match doesn't need to be the feature film. It doesn't need to have an extended time and take you on a crazy roller coaster of a story. Sometimes a good, fun match that is exciting and short can get that five stars if it delivers for the fans what yep. a match is supposed to deliver. And and that match, I mean, it did it. I really enjoyed it. I, and I, I respect that perspective. That short, short films get Oscars. It's not all. Yeah, I respect that perspective. That's it's it. It was not tr- typical, and you know, um, but it was really entertaining, and and the wrestling was good. It had it had a lot to it. Yeah. The the five star match. That a lot of people talk about that they would probably give a five star to would be the tag match. Yes. Now I got to tell you, we we take our shots at the over the top high spotty. You know, very indie style matches that they put on over there. That tag match was fun. That was a damn good one. They, they, they really made that entertaining. And I'm into the storyline now of the breakup of the elite, essentially, um, with Hangman Page, Hangman and, um, Kenny and the Bucks and, and, and Hangman having this alcohol issue. Right. Which really harkens back to some old school, like pre-Attitude Era mm-hmm. WWE or early Attitude Era WWE. And which, by the way, we got to talk Jake the Snake in a minute. Yeah. But um, I love then that when you expected – see, here's the thing that makes it – here's why they're doing well right now. The setup that they've been building there with Hangman and Omega and the Bucks has been that Paige would somehow in the in their big match fail Omega. Yeah. That didn't happen at all. He was the hero of the match, and it ended all good. And then guess what? Omega wasn't there on Wednesday, and he came out and was good again. Like, they're not rushing. We know it's going to go there eventually, but they're letting it take the time that it needs. So you can, like I, And I know I've brought this up a billion times, but why I got so excited about Matt Hardy and MVP, I knew where it was going to go, but they took so long getting there that you start to be like, wait a second. They really are best friends. <laughs> right. They're gonna make this thing work. They're telling the story, and that—that's what sort of frustrates me a little bit with wrestling fans. Is because now that we know what's happening, and we know there's somebody in the back with a pencil, we don't let them tell the story. But when you give the stories time to breathe, you might be shocked what happens when you hit that last page and when they close that last chapter. And I think that AEW is benefiting from that right now. Whereas in the beginning, we used to hammer them for not having any stories now that they do have some storylines that they're building slowly and taking the appropriate amount of time with it they're benefiting from the fans allowing them to do that so we just got to keep letting them letting them do what they do with these stories um moxley gets the title um i mean moxley gets the title jericho's going away not ideal in my opinion for you think the moment jericho's going away that's what i've heard Okay. You're supposed to be the stat guy. I heard that's out there. I mean, uh, WWE stats. <laughs> I heard that, yeah, I heard that Jericho's going away on tour with Fozzie. Uh, I mean, he's got his biggest song now. Yeah. So, I don't think that theme song's better than the WWE one, Break the Walls Down. The Judas? What I like about it better is it's more of a real listen. It, it the, the tune of the song, it follows a... Well, it's a real song. It's though. a real song. It just follows, and it feels like, now listen, it feels like a Chris Jericho sung real song. Right. Okay. It doesn't sound like John Lennon, but it, it, it's the, the tune to me is catchy like a real song. But that's not, not fair though, cause that's two different criteria, right? Cause this is a theme. But it does both. It works as both, in my opinion. And what do you think of the choir coming out? I felt a little weird about that. You didn't like the choir? No, nah, I didn't like it. Why? I thought that was such a heelish thing to do. It is heelish, but like, See, I grew up in the church. Here we go. Right? So. Here comes Harlem SGG. Even though, even though I will admit, like, a choir singing a theme is always, like, the move. Because the choir can put that, that oh, spin yeah. on it. Sure can. They can make it hot. They did what they, they did. The same thing for Jericho. It's like, that's a move that is never going to fail. I just felt weird about a church choir singing about Judas. I was like, eh. 
I don't I don't know. Well, but why? A church choir would sing a song about Judas. But is but it doesn't like, mean they think it's good. There uh, there there are there are there are religious songs about the bad side. No? No uh, reference ever to the devil? Yeah, but it's like shaming the devil. It's not like I feel like Judas is the good I, I gotta listen to the lyrics. If you listen to the words yeah, of that the, song, but the Judas thing was too much. If you listen to the words to the song, I think you'd. I mean, maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe from that perspective, you as a as a church going man will not love that. But um, the song is fire. I'll bring him down. I'll bring him down. A king with no crown. Mm-hmm. I'm just a a holy fool. But I'm still in love with Judas. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Too much? Oh no, that's Lady Gaga's Judas. <laughs> you were, I was about to say that. I was about to say these words Oops. don't even sound fully familiar to me. Oops, that's Lady Gaga's Judas. I'm becoming Judas in my mind. Is it a? Fo- it's a Fozzy song. Yeah. Let's see if when you search for Judas. Now. Oh no, it comes up second. Without the words. Without the words, fire. You mean you just like it musically? Yeah, no. The... Well, you don't you, listen. You don't have to think about a choir singing it always. <laughs> but you realize, you realize it's a song that's basically describing what a heel in wrestling is. That's what I like. Listen. I will drag you down and sell you out. Run away. Cold as December snow, SUG. Other things. He'll drag you down. He'll sell you out. Sell you out? It's I'm a heel. It's describing a wrestling heel. And then the build... See, by the way, but they are also definitely talking about Judas, though. But by the way, that's the part that to me makes it sound like a religious song. What have I become <laughs> now that I've betrayed? It's like it's it, it, it's a real song about what what happens when you lose your way, right? What have I become now that I've betrayed? I, I'm gonna disagree with you. I think this is a good religious song. <laughs> it's not saying it's good. It's not saying yes, be a Judas. It's saying this is just this is it. This is happening. Listen, it is. It is a good song. It's a damn good it theme good song. song. It's up there. It's going to end up, when this runs over, it's going to be in the the, the pantheon I'm pa- of great I'm, themes. I'm partial to the Break the Walls Down, though. Um, well, of course you are. It's WWE version. And it's, it's legendary. Speaking it's of which, a big big win for WWE music this week when Jake the Snake appeared on AEW, which was awesome, but came out to a repug entrance. <laughs> I was like, what? Who is that? And it said Jake the Snake in like a random pencil. I was like, where? That's Jake? And guess what, guys? I don't know if you know this. Um... Jake the Snake in 2020 is a completely useful and valuable contributor to a wrestling company. And and he comes out and disses Cody Rhodes and implies that he's coming with someone. Yeah. Any ideas? Anyone know? Any thoughts? People are assuming uh, Brody Lee, formerly known as Luke Harper. Mm. 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 <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. I'm trying to decide if Luke Harper is going to be mage there. I think so. I feel like he had chances at WWE and it never quite happened. I don't think it's because he didn't get a chance. But maybe he'll get a better look. Maybe it'll be a better opportunity. Yeah. maybe. I mean, he definitely is talented. We And, you know, you think about that singles run that he had with the Intercontinental Championship. I think the the jury's still out on what Jack Swagger is going to be in 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 AEW. I think it's settled. Not good. Yeah, I think so. Really? I think he's not going to pull a Cody and be way more mage there than he was in WWE. This is what it is. Yeah, this is this is where he's going to land because you got to think about it, right? Cody, Cody's problem in WWE was not that he couldn't put on good matches. It was not that he couldn't wrestle. It was that he had other talents that. They were not allowing him to showcase, particularly on the mic and being able to carry 
stories um, outside of the ring. Jack Swagger, on the other hand, I feel like rather than with Cody where they were trying to limit him from being the best he can be, or maybe not trying to limit him, but just like they weren't showcasing all the best of what Cody had, clearly. I feel like Jack Swagger, they had to focus a lot on hiding his weaknesses. That's when he pops up with the mascot or with Zeb Coulter. Mm-hmm. Or they pair him with Cesaro, who's just uh, an incredible in-ring talent. And so I think with Jack Swagger, even though he has that pedigree and he's an MMA fighter and a, a college wrestling champion and a, a great amateur wrestler, I think, and hey, I could be wrong. He could prove me wrong, but I don't think it, I think he has too many other weaknesses that they have to be focused on hiding for the wrestling to just shine through. And the wrestling is not going to be enough to carry him. Apparently, um, I think there, I think it's a split right now. I'm curious. I'm curious to what the average, uh, wrestling fan thinks. If they take him more seriously than him at his height, but in WWE, but we the people was over. People did love we the people. I didn't. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was cool. Like it was something to say. Yeah, it ran its course after a while. Like, but I'm not the kind of person who would scream. My name is Paul Heyman. Like, there's certain things for me that like the crowd. I will. There are lots of things I will yell along to. I will, I'll yell along to Adam Cole, baby. Of course, time. of course, you <laughs> every time. You would move in with Adam Cole, baby, and be his best <laughs> I friend. I would. You'd be his roommate and his best friend, and just hang out with him all the time. <laughs> I would. By the way, was there anything more mage than the picture Britt Baker posted of her cleaning Adam Cole's teeth? No, there was not. But also, did was did you was that you just realizing that she is an actual dentist? Yep, I had no idea. <laughs> no, no, no. I hold on. I knew that she was officially. I didn't know she was actually practicing. Okay, that's fair. She's practicing four days a week. Yeah, that's fair. Did you know that? I didn't know it was that heavy of a schedule four days a week. I hit her up. I was like, this is a real thing. You're really doing this. And she she said she told me her days. <laughs> it was like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday or something. I'm in the office. Like, it's that's that to me. Eat your heart out, Isaac Yankum. Yeah. I mean, that's the real deal. Back. And how did and when I said that to the uh group chat, how impressed I was, how does Goldstein not reply with like a a Brooklyn brawler, repo man? Goon, how does he not <laughs> reply know. with a joke about one of those Joe Bears? Fatherhood, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he because that was the most him situation of all time. You teed it up for him. I, it was right there. Wow, what a great, what a great moment here. I received a DM from Lido's Pizza in the DC area. Wow, we would love to send you a gift card for your next time you're in the area to visit Alito's Pizza. Big fan of your work. Glad to hear you're back with WWE. Yes. De- demand one for your co-host. Have you ever had Lido's Pizza? <laughs> I have not. I do food road trips, though. I will go to D.C. for free Lido's Pizza. Lido's Pizza is so slapping. Oh, my God. How did I forget about this from uh, outside the ring? What's that? A bit of local news from the Detroit area about a, a wrestling event that happened. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> you mean you want to break down the old school video of WrestleMania 3? Yeah. It was um, – Zach sent this earlier in the week, and uh, I'd like everyone to watch it. I think I tweeted it, didn't I? You you might have tweeted it. If not, SUG, will you tweet it right now? Yes, I will. We're going to have SUG tweet it. Here, let's play you a little, play a little bit of it. Smaller crowds, but most drivers made it for the first bout. That's pretty bad. And we came in through Updike, and it's still pretty crowded, so we should have left a little bit earlier. The pedestrian traffic was heavy, too, but worth it for fans of wrestling's exalted. What do you like most about wrestling? The Hulk. <laughs> the slams. Is the Hulk going to win today? You know it. At a news conference, the performers talked about what drives them. Because we're talking big money. Ricky Steamboat. I mean, big money. You hear of people signing contracts for three or four years for $3.5 million and all that. Well, the killer bees got uh, it's come a long way in, about uh, the crowd. We've never wrestled in front of 93,000 people indoors like this. There's going to be a heck of a psych, and really nobody knows what 93,000 feel like until you experience it. The door was filled to the brim. 
Oops. And food for the multitude moved too. The appeal of this cultural phenomenon covers a wide range. What do you enjoy about it? The action <laughs> and all the blood. Hulkamania. <laughs> what do you like about it? The champion Hulk Hogan. Is he going to win today? Yes, he is. You hear that, guys? By the way, I need that drop of the first time he just goes, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what? Hulkamania. By the way, so... That is a newscast that SGG is posting at Stack Guy Greg from Detroit News in 1987. And it is, uh, the whole thing's great. I mean, obviously yeah. I see the merch stand and just freak out and want to go see the merch stand. But, I didn't know they made those Hulk Hogan masks. Yo, I don't think they, so I think someone made that. I think he made that. I, I really, I don't think that. I, I, that that was crazy, but the merch stand had all these t all these. I, I can recognize almost every t shirt at the merch stand, even though they show up for one second. Um, and there's a part, the part that we played, the Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania, is these. It's a group of four black dudes. Greg and I were speculating what the name of their, <laughs> yeah. what the name of their crew would be. Greg, I have to steal the joke from my brother. I sent my brother the whole video. And my brother sent back a screenshot of the black guys and wrote as the caption, we came for slick. <laughs> but then, that, cause it's 1987. And by the way, they're, they're, they're dressed like mid eighties, you know, they're just like out of central casting. Um, like the black guys walking down the street in the <laughs> yeah. inner city in a movie. They're all wearing like satin jackets and then matching too. And then Greg, you know, his heart just broke when they're like, who are you here to see? Hulkamania. <laughs> Who's going to win? Hulk Hogan is. There's one dude in the back that looks shocked when he heard him say Hulkamania, but I, I, he might have been low level in the crew, like yeah. not enough to You think up. he was shocked? That you, you think that's you? That's you sending your own personality into the <laughs> mind of another man. 35 years ago. Yeah, I mean, the dude in the Cubs hat didn't look like he was feeling Hulkamania, but he might have been too low level to say another name. So nah, like, they were, the whole crew was supporting Hulk Hogan. They had to be there for him. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't have the clout. Uh, but on a, on a serious note, that's why it's such a bummer that everything happened the way it did because everyone loved Hulkamania. Yeah. But that video, you should watch it. Hilarious. Hey, let's spend a moment, um, bigging up. Uh, wait, real quick. MJF gets the win over Cody, by the way. Why did Cody get this neck tattoo? What is happening? I, I don't know. I thought it was fake on, on Saturday. <laughs> I did too. Right? I was like, you know, there's no irritation around the neck. It's too big. The placement is off. Like, why would he actually why, do that? It's so distracting. It's like, you'll never be able to look at him in a suit and not be thinking about the tattoo. He already has this classy, just dream tattoo on his chest. Like, if it, were just, if it were smaller, maybe. It's very strange. Yeah. It is a very odd choice. Um. Anyways, but I like that MJF got the win over him. Um, it's better for MJF. It means more. Cody's going to be Cody. Either way. Cody's going to be Cody. Cody's he, already transitioned into another. He's Yeah, it looks like he's just going to move on to this Jake story and whoever Jake's bringing along. And MJF's going to move on to something else, too. So this will be interesting to see what happens with the two of them separating now. They have been the story since it started. Yeah. Just waiting for MJF to turn, and then when he finally did. What was that, a full six months from the fall till now? Yeah. So pretty good. And they really started building their friendship even before that. Um. So SGG, another day, another episode of Raw, another uh, example of it being Randy Orton's glorious moment right now. Yes. A wonderful promo. Dipperstein's going to be happy because Dipperstein's been demanding an explanation. Dip has been saying, if I don't get an explanation of this story, it's all a letdown. You got the explanation. And there it is. He told the story of how he is, uh, he is trying to save Edge from himself. And then... He drops a B-bomb right on Beth Phoenix. Yeah. She slaps him. Or was it slap first? Slap first. Then yep. B-bomb. Then she goes for the kick. No, it was B-bomb, then slap. Then she goes for the kick. And then she got an RKO. Out of nowhere. Jumps. 
beautiful. By the way, no one takes an RKO better in the company than Beth. <laughs> you don't think so? That was the that was part. She took it beautifully. I mean, she's a very good professional wrestler. I'm not surprised by it. So I hear. So but I hear. My, but my point is, it was it looked awesome. It was really good. Perfect sell too. Just later. Oh. Thank you, Paul, Peter, Rosenberg, whatever your name is. <laughs> I guess thanks to him too. Sam laughing at the. I know that. that's what makes it really insulting. Betrayal. Thank you, Paul, Peter, Rosenberg, whatever your name is. I guess Sa- thanks to him too. Sam sent a funny uh, text to me just now. He he wrote, um, "If I'd known I could have gotten a press release, I would have retired for a year too." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Uh, but that is the main event right now. That is the main event. I don't care what anyone says. The show, Mania? To me, it does. I'm not saying it will. It probably won't. But what I'm saying is, this is the main event. Like, I'm trying to think of what's close, SGG, right now. In terms of story, there is nothing close. The closest you get after that is... um. Becky Lynch and, and Shayna Baszler. If Shayna Baszler comes out of the elimination chamber as the number one contender. That's a big if, Greg. You're going to have to find out Sunday on the WWE Network. Wow, look at this article on the great WWE.com. Oh, beautiful, beautiful picture. That's what I said. That's what I, my first thought was beautiful photo. <laughs> beautiful photo accompanied it. And I like it. It has the sponsored beverages right right there in the, in the photo. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I agree. I would think the, the it would be the Baszler thing. If Baszler's who comes out of it, it could be that. But, man, you know, to me, it's not even close. This is a Randy show right now. And it's funny because I feel like right when this started, I started really hyping up Randy for some reason. I was really on him, like ready for this to be a thing. Yeah. And he's just delivered in every way. Like This has just been his best moment in years. Yeah, I mean, he's inspired, right? We say this all the time. Like, when he has an opponent that he respects and he's inspired, he can deliver flawless work. But then when he's not, you can almost feel the, the sort of laziness coming through everything. I guess that's, I guess he's one of those artists though, right? There's some art. I mean, listen, take a funk flex, mm-hmm. right? Funk flex. Makes up feuds with people. Um, he'll start beef with people. I've even been victim of it before. He will start a, <laughs> his own. He will start a feud because it gets his it gets his juices flowing. It, it, it gets him creatively inspired. It makes him. I I, I'm, I'm a, I I can be victim to it too. That like I'm more into everything I'm doing when I've got someone to beef with. When I've got someone to. Even if I know it's not serious, I prefer it to not be serious, but someone who's challenging <laughs> me, you know, um, so maybe Randy just really needs a challenge, some art, something that really makes him work like that promo. I mean, the, the, I hear voices era, Randy Orton, the, um, the, the, why can't I remember the, burning the, my light? No, no, no. Post burning my light. But why can't I remember what this Randy Orton's actually called? The Viper. Sorry, the Viper Orton. Um, this is probably not a good week for me to forget Randy Orton's nickname. No. Um, the Viper Orton <laughs> versus the Legend Killer. I never thought he seemed as inspired as when he was Legend Killer. Yeah, Legend Killer was was amazing. I mean, I, I always say that was my best, my favorite Orton. Uh, he should he, he should have beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania? Should have beat Hogan at SummerSlam? Um, yeah, Legend Killer Orton was was great. He took everybody out. He was putting on some of his best work. Um, decent on the mic, but he didn't need to be great because he was still killing these legends. Jake the Snake being one of them. Ada RKO. Mae Young. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Hogan ate a RKO in front of his daughter. Oh, yeah. He ate one on the hood of a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's man. Uh, this is, I'll tell you what, SGD, obviously Randy Orton's a Hall of Famer. That goes without saying, and a legitimate one. No ma- yeah. I'm not just saying a Hall of Famer like uh, I'm not saying a Tory Wilson Hall of Famer. He is a Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, no matter how you cut it. But this run is a nice thing to sort of let's say he doesn't have another great story after this, and I hope he does. But if he doesn't, 
this would be the capper where it's like you talk about all the early stuff and then you're like, yo, and then never forget the edge run. Yeah, this is a good exclamation point for both of them. For both for of both them. To of end them. Out. What would Edge have done that would have been this cool to start? But by the way, this is why I do think Edge will be back for a little while because he's not going to have a feud with no one, with no no new guys. He's going to have a new guy one too. Has to. It can't just be Randy. You don't think he just did does come back feud with Randy and then go back? Where he... No. I. He definitely missed it too much though. He. He probably... Although he's done a good job staying away from it. <laughs> we we saw him one time, two times, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two nights in a row at the Rumble. Gone since. The the build up here is beautiful. It's like you can see the different writers who are working on different stories. The Edge Randy story is so patient. Yeah. It's such a patient story. It's 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 got so much to it. But it also goes back to the fans too. The fans are not trying to rush this story. It's very much like what's going to happen next. Where's this going to go? And you know, patiently waiting. Yeah, we're staying in our lane on this one instead of being like, ah, oh, they did this wrong. Scrap it. Do it again. Should be doing this. Oh, you, Ricochet lost. He's getting buried. Um. What else from Monday, SGG, did you uh, have an interest in? So Street Profits. Oh, here we go. The new Raw Tag Team Champions. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me give them some. Shout out to my guys. Um, And they pinned Seth Rollins to do it. What are your thoughts on that, by the way? And how the match played out, the reception was fantastic. Brooklyn was a great choice of where to do it. Yeah. And this was a bounce-back Raw, by the way. I thought this Raw was a bounce-back from last week's Raw. The last week's Raw was bad? I thought the last two weeks were down from the previous three. And I thought this week brought it, ratcheted it back up. Yeah, this week was pretty good, I think. Um, and Brock eating three Claymores to start the show. Yeah. Is there any chance? What happens here? I, I can't see Drew beating Brock at Mania. I can't either, but I like I like that Drew got the upper hand here because now, first of all, size wise, he definitely looks like he can compete with Brock, and then him with three claymores, and the way Brock sold it, he looks like he could do it. But, I mean, at some point between now and WrestleMania, Drew's going to be coughing up blood. You have to think that the Beast is going to get his hands back on him, and and, and he's not going to take those Claymores lightly. Oh, I tell take it very seriously. Yeah. No one wants to be Claymore kicked right in the middle of the Barclays Center in front of everybody. Three times. No, three, the third time is the most embarrassing. Yeah. That's the one you really feel a sense yeah. of shame about. Um, Trying to think of what else was the big thing from Monday. Are you enjoying the I don't know how uh the the Ray Carrillo Garza um Andrade Andrade Zelina uh matches I, that we're I, getting? I'm enjoying the matches. Yes. The storyline I don't really know where this is all going. Yeah, yeah me neither. Like, but it's just good. It's 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 playing the role that that match should play, which is good wrestling. Yeah. It's sort of it's it's it is sort of the way the cruiserweights were used in WCW. Like sometimes you just start a show with a great cruiserweight match to just get the crowd up because you're seeing and the same the same man Rey Mysterio <laughs> yeah, often. Still, still. Um, and by the way, Rey's been getting better and better. I've noticed over the last couple months. When Rey first came back and we were seeing him regularly, I said this somewhat recently that it looked like this kind of slowed down version of him. I feel oh, like no, he's at top speed. I feel he's like right now he's he's back at it. Yeah, he really seems good again. Um, I'm pretty into that. No, he's definitely operating at, at, at full full gear. Like he's top speed he's he's he is the Rey Mysterio that everybody remembers like what he was at his height smooth uh quick innovative uh able to work with anybody any size I think he's back still as quick as ever because I agree when he came back it did look like not that he lost a step I feel like that sounds so disrespectful but that um there was just a little bit he was holding back a little bit yeah, maybe that's what it was. Um, what else, SGG? If we can move on to uh, to NXT. Oh yeah, go ahead. And I'm and I got hit some mailbag today because we have we've really wronged the people. Well, I'm sure mailbag. the mailbag is probably full. it's on a fleek. But um, yeah, it looks like the Velveteen Dream is going to be challenging Adam Cole for the NXT 
uh, championship. He had a cage match against Roderick Strong mm-hmm. and uh, lost the cage match when the Undisputed Era uh, came down to attack him in the cage and he threw Roderick Strong out of the cage and locked himself in with Adam Cole and then proceeded to beat mm. Adam Cole down. That, were you all right through this? Oh, I was. I, I love this. This is... This was amazing. When he threw Roddy out, I was like, "What? What in the but world?" But were you scared doing? at any point? Oh, when I saw the four of them like swarm the cage, and I just know you worry about Adam. Oh uh, no, Adam's fine. He can handle himself. Yeah, he can handle himself. All right. Adam's fine. I would pay anything for one day at a big NXT show. Like I would I'd pay for uh, Adam Cole to be in a cage, and SGG runs in and tries to climb the cage. <laughs> it will happen. It will happen. Or like a ladder match, and if the ladder's wobbly, I'll just go in and steady the ladder for him. Oh, you know? I like a delicious chicken. You know. Well, what do you think you'd run to the, what would be your, like, your, your gimmick you'd carry with you? We can't, it can't be a bucket of chicken. No, yeah, no. It's unfortunate. Maybe tenders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more offended by a bucket, but if you just bring a little tray of tenders with some honey mustard and barbecue sauce. <laughs> It has to be both. It yeah, no, no, it has to be both. I think, don't you agree? The bucket's way more offensive than the tenders. I think you're good with the tenders. A briefcase full of tenders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because it's the lawyer giving. Yeah, oh my god! A briefcase that when you open it, there's a, an organized thing of tenders and two sauces sitting there. Or, or, or like it'll be like Rowan's thing where people, oh well, what's in the what, briefcase? Uh, <laughs> and I finally smash somebody with the briefcase and it, it opens up and tenders fly out. Oh my God, I would do anything for that. <sighs> oh, Lord. Oh my gosh. Um, Before we do anything else, a shout out to Vivid Seats. You already know about Vivid Seats, man. Whatever the event is that you want to go to, the Vivid Seats app is the way to go. You just get the app, all right? You just keep it on your phone. And whenever there's a live event you want to go to, boom, they have you. And guess what? Every pair of tickets you get, they're guaranteed. That's how Vivid Seats does it. Amazing prices, easy purchasing experience, in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats rewards. It's dope. And on top of that, we have 10% off your next order. Just use the promo code ESPN25, all right? This is the way to do it. You're looking for a night out with the wife or the husband or the kids. You want to see WWE. Maybe you're trying to get tickets to Raw or something WrestleMania weekend. Whatever it may be, just get that Vivid Seats app. Keep it on your phone, and boom, you're in there like swimwear, as they once said a very, very long time ago. Promo code ESPN25 on the Vivid Seats app. You want to get to mail, or is there more from NXT? I didn't finish NXT yet. Let's jump into the mailbag. The people deserve it. Shall we? I think we shall. Um, I have a button for this. Mail. Weekly observations again from Jermaine. Dear Messiah of the podcast and Stone Stat Greg Hyde. Street Profits as new tag champs is mage. I can see Montez Ford becoming a huge star and possible future world champ um, if his talent is cultivated. Velveteen Dream is major. Yes, he is. He had a big match. Um, AJ versus Taker needs to ramp up. Feels flat so far. Jericho is approaching GOAT status with his late career work. Jake the Snake's promo with Cody feels like a big deal. This Twitter theory suggests it could be Luke Harper. And then lastly, I'll stop myself here. Love the show. Stay mage. Enjoy yourself. Take it easy, man. Thank you. Good notes. Nothing too crazy. Um, Mikhail writes us. Do you already read this, SGG? I don't think I read this. Mail. Uh, Peter the Pete the Reason, and first cheap heat intercontinental stat guy Statterson, first time caller, long time listener. Met you guys at Mania New Orleans. Anyways, was listening to ENN on the podcast the other day, and during your mage jobber talk, Michael K is describing the job squad. Why no shout out to Al Snow? Bob Holly, Gilberg, and Co. Great point, by the way. He was basically describing the job squad. Mm-hmm. On the subject, who is on your all-time jobber hall of, hall of lame, and why does it feel like that role isn't as prominent as it once was? 
Need to see guys like Heath Slater, Bo Dallas, Kurt Axel on TV putting in good matches and making guys shine, then occasionally getting that random roll-up win on a top guy. Take it easy, man. Uptown Mikhail, <laughs> a.k.a. the Bodega Cat. Love the Bodega Cat. Oh, my goodness. Well, the reason the conversation came up about jobbers was because of um, uh, Barry Horowitz. Yeah. I, I mentioned Barry Horowitz, and it turned into an entire uh, conversation. So and he I, would be on the He's on, on the list. The, he's like the GOAT, the GOAT jobber. What about Barry O? Randy's dad. <laughs> Barry O is Randy's I mean, uncle. I mean, I mean Randy's uncle, <laughs> not Cowboy Bob. Right. Bob's brother, Randy. Cowboy Bob. I mean, Cab, Bob, I mean Bob's brother, Barry. Uh, Barry O was solid. Barry Horowitz was better. Barry Horowitz was like, Barry Horowitz, everybody knew his name even though we knew he was going to lose. Right. But same with Brawler. True. Brawler's up there. Brawler's way up there. Brawler got a... Didn't Brawler get a win in Brooklyn? Like, late? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Oh, uh, here's a good one. Um, Ricochet. <laughs> I mean, that's... By the way, we got to talk about this at some point. What the hell's going on? It's only two losses. I know, but it feels so bad. The, the going to Saudi Arabia to lose in eight seconds... And then coming back and just jobbing out like he did this week, it hurts. Everybody does that though when you face. You're not worried. So you're saying you're not worried. No, he went. To, he went to. He went to Saudi Arabia, and lost to Brock in eight seconds. It was Rapug. You know who else flew across the world to face Brock and then job out in eight seconds? Hmm. Kofi Kingston. I'm talking about Japan. I'm not talking about Art Fox. Right. Right. He, True. Kofi's fine. And it turned out fine. Hey, you know what? SGG delivering a stat-based argument. I appreciate what you just did there. Kofi Kofi did it twice. He's fine. Great point. Uh, Jeff writes us. Mail. Just wanted to give you a heads up. I requested Shoemaker's book from the library yesterday for a student who is struggling to pass the last test he needs to earn his high school diploma. I run an alternative program for at-risk kids. He's kind of a weird one, and we've bonded as much as we can over wrestling. I checked him out, Shoemaker's book, hoping it might help him. Anyways, I was in the library card catalog, and you can do the thing where you click on the author's name to see all the books they've written. On a lark, I clicked on Shoemaker's, even though I was pretty sure I'd known he'd, I, I, I was pretty sure I'd know if he'd written another. The squared circle popped up, of course, but check out the other title. Llewellyn's Complete Book of Ceremonial Magic, a comprehensive guide to the Western mystery tradition. There's no way it's the same. I think you may want to think feuding with the maker of shoes, given that he may be into some seriously Alistair Black, Undertaker Black magic stuff. (laughs) Just fair warning, stay mage. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure it's different. Sarah wrote us, by the way. Mail. Hey, guys. So I was one of the few people who loved Goldberg winning at Super Showdown. I was in the same boat as Kaz on that. I also loved the end of SmackDown with The Fiend challenging John Cena. Oh, my. You loved both, huh? That's a very a lot uh, of love. It's a lot of love. A lot to, of that's love. a lot of love to dole out. Don't know if you guys heard Dave and Bully's explanation of the fiend angle on Monday's episode of Busted Open, but I loved listening to it, and it got me even more excited for this angle than I already was following Thursday Friday, uh, Thursday slash Friday. Just hoping they don't ruin the angle on the road to WrestleMania because it has great potential, according to what Dave and Bully spelled out. Would love to hear if the explanation changed your mind and overall thoughts. Love you guys. Take it easy. Thanks, Sarah. Um, I did watch that clip. Um, did you watch it? I did not. So I was going to say the explanation didn't change my mind because I haven't heard it yet. Do you want to see it? Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. We'll, we'll play it. We, let's, let me see if I can. Shout out to Busted Open. They're having a great run right now, by the way. It's Dave and Bully and Mark, right? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a rotation, but... Um, Always Dave LaGreca, of course, and then Bully very often, and Mark pretty regularly. Tommy Dreamer pretty regularly. All right, let me see. It was so funny. The other day I told Don LaGreca to just push his hair down because Don's hair like naturally goes back. I was like, can you just push your hair down? What would happen? And when he pushed it down, he instantly became Dave LaGreca. It was so weird. Yeah, Dave's like looks like Don. He's just the flattened hair version. All right, here you go. I'll give you a little taste here of of Bully and Dave LaGreca um, giving their take from Busted Open. Hopefully they won't sue me. I think this is a good promotion. Hey. All you have to do is go back to WrestleMania 30. John Cena beats Bray Wyatt, and that started the decline of Bray Wyatt. 
There's your story. If you did not get it before and still do not get it, you are the problem, people. We have just mapped it out to you. We have just given you the story that will and should unfold. The story that Bray told you by standing up after the jackhammer. The story that Bray told you on social media. The story that John told you in his promo. The story that Dave just told you dating back to WrestleMania 30. This is what was supposed to happen. This, the, the fiend losing to Goldberg works for everybody. It benefits everybody. And you know what? Again, the WWE wins. Because if you're so angry about Goldberg winning, they want you to boo Goldberg at WrestleMania 36. They win at that, too, because they want Roman to be that babyface accepted champion that you never have accepted him to be. Now you finally will because they're putting him in the ring with Goldberg, the guy that you absolutely hate right now. So in the eyes of the WWE, it's a win-win situation for them in Tampa. And the Fiend standing up tells you everything you need to know. And if you don't believe it, read his tweet. He called it a sacrifice. That means so uh, it's an interesting take. Um, I'll tell you, uh, curious for your thoughts, SUG, my only disagreement with Sarah's email. I'm fine with finding an angle to like what happened there. You can't make me like the pointing to the sign. <laughs> it, it just goes against who the Bray character is. Right. The Fiend stood 10 feet from John Cena, had him in the dark, didn't touch him, and just pointed at the WrestleMania sign. Everybody like, else would have been fooled. So that that part, I think, is a hard argument. But what do you think about the argument about the history and the sacrifice of, of Bray losing so this could happen? It's a stretch. Because first of all, I don't care what they say on Twitter unless WWE is going to report it. So if Bray sends out a tweet, I'm not doing extra work to understand the storyline. Because usually if a, something happens on social and it's important for the storyline, we will see it on Raw. We'll see it on SmackDown. I'm not doing extracurriculars to attach it to a narrative for a storyline. And then, you know, the, the John Cena beat him at WrestleMania 30 mm-hmm. and put it on a decline. I'm, I'm calling stretch on that too because so Don Cena beats him and he's on a decline. Who's Don Cena? John Cena. Got it. Say. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't know if there was a new guy. No, no. Don Cena is a, is a respect thing. Like, you know, Mr. Cena. Like uh-huh. Don Corleone. Don, Don Cena. Yes, exactly. My name is Don Cena. I wear a green shirt. By the way, he needs a new shirt. This is crazy how long they've been going with this shirt. Well, he's not around. Why would you make a new shirt? I need a new shirt. I need one. If he's going to be doing this WrestleMania run, they need, and I think the shirt should be a little more chill this time. I know it sounds crazy <laughs> what I'm saying. I think it's time. So like a light gray, like a heather gray shirt or like a black shirt? Something without the crazy car. Like come up with one cool design final run shirt because he's not going to be around that much. That is the shirt that he wears over these last couple years. He's been rocking this green one for what, three manias or something? Yeah. Like it's just, uh, Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. The idea that John Cena's victory over Bray at WrestleMania 30 sent him on a decline is ludicrous because if somebody's on a decline, they don't decline into the biggest championship in the company. Mm. He became WWE champion after this John Cena thing. So, I mean, he made a recovery. Probably you could argue that he went higher than he was Um after feuding with John Cena, lost the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. slid into the Universal Championship for an even longer run, beat Daniel Bryan, beat Seth Rollins, mashed up a bunch of legends on the way. Mash up, mash up. There's no way. There's no way that that. Yes, the history is there, but if WWE is going to reach back that far, it's a stretch. They might as well not even touch it. I like the 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 better story is with the with the picture frames in the background of all of the fiends targets and the fact that they have all wronged Bray. So I wouldn't say that John Cena sent him on a decline since WrestleMania 30, 
That's a stretch. But did John Cena wrong Bray? Yes. And is John Cena on the list? Yes. Just like Daniel Bryan was and Kane and Undertaker should be up there and Randy Orton and everybody else. Roman Reigns. So SGG, John Cena versus Fiend is happening, no matter how we feel about it. I don't necessarily agree completely with Bully and, and Dave. Um, that is happening. Randy and Edge is happening. Yes. Becky and the winner of the chamber is happening. Brock and Drew McIntyre is happening. Yes. Am I forgetting one? I think that's it. Undertaker AJ might be happening. Under right, it, it, that's likely to be happening. But I mean, we got one more. Oh, Roman Goldberg. Roman Goldberg is happening. It's Edge Orton. To me, it's Edge Orton. Yeah. Someone, I, someone argue with me with, like, I don't think you will do wrong. If in fact, I think Edge Orton is the only way to send the crowd home happy. Okay. On paper, yes. In, 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 but it's going to end up like starting the show. It's not going to be last. On paper, I will agree with you. And we, we forgot about Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. Ooh, fire. That could send people home happy. But here's, here's my fear with Edge Orton. Right? Let's go back to WrestleMania, I think it was 25. Okay. Orton and Triple H had a similar feud. You had Psycho Orton. Punt kicked his father-in-law. Punt kicked Shane. RKO'd Stephanie and kissed her while Triple H was handcuffed. Triple H ran up in Orton's house, attacked Randy Orton in his house. Blood feud. That match deserved to close the show. Um, I think the WWE Championship might have been on the line in that match as well. Mm-hmm. And then the match just did not deliver. The story was hot going in, and then the match just, like, the match itself deflated. So unless Orton and Edge are prepared to turn in a match that is worthy of the heat that this storyline has going into it, then you don't want it. they do not need to be anywhere in the last hour. Well, now you're just trying to motivate them. Now you're just trying to put a battery in their back is what it sounds like. They should already be there. But th- you're saying if you're not, if they're not going to bring the heat, how would Edge not bring the heat? It's his first match in nine years. Nine. It's his first one-on-one match in nine years. What has he done? He's the Rumble. He just did the really? Rumble. Yeah. Stop. You know what? We have a drop. It for counts. That. No, no, I have a drop. Ric Flair won the WWE Championship Stop in the Royal yourself. Rumble. Triple H won the WWE Championship. In the Royal Rumble. It's wrong. It is a match. It's wrong. It is a match. It's wrong. It is a multi-man match. Welcome to the what? It is a multi-man match. This is the first real match. Anyways, guys, Sunday, I really hope that everyone who listens to the podcast will now tune in to the kickoff shows again. I really hope so. I want them to see a bump. I want them to look and be like, hey, we noticed noticed about 50,000 more people. Oh, yeah. About 50,000 more came on board who weren't there before. Um, big shout out though to, uh, Michael Cole. Shout out to Triple H. Shout out to my guy, Chris Chambers. Shout out to everyone over at WWE who, uh, you know, uh, was a part of my, my first run and bringing me back. Yo, I'm so official WWE that I've made a comeback. You yeah, know how official that true. is? <laughs> it's true. Like I literally am having the full welcome back experience. That is such a wrestle. I've literally now gotten to have it all. This is amazing. Because, because I mean, other people in your role who who've done it, do they get to come back? Listen, I don't know. Well, maybe they never have to leave. But for me, the the combined experience are both so quintessentially part of it, you know. And the adjustment to the acceptance that it took to be like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to be there anymore. You know, it happened and it's over. And I gained full acceptance of it, and then it came back around. Um, it really does feel like, yo, you know how crazy it's me when I see MVP in, backstage on Sunday? <laughs> it's been a long way for me and MVP. I can't wait. So, grateful to all you guys. USGG, I'll see you Sunday as well. Oh, yeah. And um, do me a favor this weekend. Enjoy yourself. I will. And, oh. and and by the way, I have been told there's still a handful of tickets left in Philadelphia. Not many, but like a few good seats are still available in Philly. 
So if you want to meet the SGG, yes, maybe myself, I'll, I come out and watch the show sometime. You do. I, I see you. I pop around. out. Yeah. I pop out. Wow, I can't believe I'm back this weekend. Crazy. Life is crazy, guys. Just hold on to the ride, man. You never know what's going to happen. You just got to hold on. Sometimes you got to hold on for a long ass time, boy. <laughs> yeah. You got to hold it, on. Listen to Wilson Phillips. Hold on. That's how we should end the show. It's an important message in the song, in my opinion. When you think, we already played Judas earlier by Fozzie. And I know you're thinking, how could you find a band worse than Fozzie? <laughs> Go ahead, RJ. RJ, put your hands in the air. Remember the message. This, this is the theme song of me coming back. This should be my song when I come on air. You know this record, Greg? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know. You got a home. Here's the part I come out to coming up saying. Here we go. You don't come out to it. Here we go. This is what you remember, kids. Things will change. Things will go your way. Hold on. That's the message. I want you guys all to remember that message, okay? It's wrong. No, it's right. Take it easy, man. Oh, yeah. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The major state. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Wet Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-midge.